0: Good morning everyone. Happy New Year. It's, it's a bit funny, actually, the um, kind of the theme for this morning is what I've uh, chosen to somewhat speak on, the hope of our hope um, being the, the new year. And as we look back at the year that's gone, as we has um, you know, been said, there's been a lot of talk about getting 2020 over. everyone's just wanted to get the past events gone and done and you know for some people it's been a hard year. For others, it's just been nothing much different. It's just been going on. For all of us, it's, it's been a year of social distancing. Bubbles, Zoom. And instead of coughing to cover up a fart, you fart to cover up a cough. Unprecedented. I think most of us, though, I think this is going to be one of the biggest events that we've ever experienced in our lives. Um, you know, For some of us, our parents or our grandparents, I mean, our great, great-grandparents will have likely experienced World War I World War II, the Great Depression. And since then, there's been financial struggles, recessions, and some great catastrophes. But I think this year is going to go down as one of those world events that's going to be remembered for, for many years to come. Um, and even, even after this year, there may be some, of the, some more of the same thing And still as they still battle the virus. But where, where is our hope? Where, where do we find our hope? And as we head into new year, it's time of making resolutions, of setting goals, making plans. So with all the chaos there's been in this last year, it's interesting to see how people have reacted. There's been a lot of searching, questioning, questioning about the meaning of life. What does all this future what does all this mean for the future? Realizing how much we all like personal connection, meeting in groups, getting out and about. But what really is it that we should be focusing on? What does all that's been happening really mean? Is it a sign of things to come? Is it a conspiracy created by some secret agency that has set out to manipulate the world, seeking world domination? Or is it just part of a much bigger thing? One one that's been brought about by chance or fate is the world finally gone too far. When we forget about the one who has set all things in place, given time and order to everything, we can lose sight of what our future is, our future that is in Christ. In Jeremiah 29, God is speaking about, speaking through Jeremiah to the Israelites. And the Israelites have been uh, taken into captivity and they've lost sight of God, favoring to listen to lies to make them feel better. So if you want to turn with me to Jeremiah 29, I'm going to read from verses 10 through to 14. <clears throat> from verse 10. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from cap- captivity. I'll gather you from all the nations and places where I've banished you, declares the Lord. And will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Here we have God telling the Israelites that when the 70 years is up, he's going to return them to Jerusalem. And in these verses, we have the well-known verse, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. We often look at that one verse and use it for ourselves to make us feel better and to believe that God is going to make us prosper and we will live happily ever after. But if you look at it properly, God is speaking to the Israelites directly. While while I think we can still look at this verse and find hope in it, I think the following verses are key from verse verse twelve. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you and we'll bring you back from captivity. God is our, fu- our hope and future. When we seek him, we prosper. Without him, we have no future. So many times in life, I've thought about where I am, where I've been, where I'm going. When I look back at, these, look back at the things I've done, what, have, what I've been through, the good, the bad, one thing stands out to me. I haven't always been given an easy ride. I haven't always prospered or been unharmed. I've won and I've lost. I've had good times and struggles. I've had fun and been hurt. But through it all, God is always there. My life has been better, not because of who I am, but because of who God is. When I seek him, then my life is is abundant. It is fulfilled. I do prosper, even in the hard times. Not because of what I do or what I plan, it's because of God. When we call on God, our future is secure. There is nothing in this world that can cause us eternal harm. Sure, we suffer at times. We go through hardship and uncertainty, just as we have seen over the last year. But when God is at the center, then we can be sure of what is to come, because Christ is our focus, and nothing this world throws at us can keep us down forever. So going into this new year, when when looking back over on what has been, how do we move forward? Jesus spoke about worry in one of his teachings in Matthew six, and we'll just turn there. Matthew six, chapter six, verses twenty-five through. So Matthew chapter six from verse twenty-five through to thirty-four. <clears throat> All right, Here we go. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. When we look at at, at how God has clothed this world in so much splendor and beauty, we can see how much he cares for us, how much he does provide for us. Our future is not set by the events of this world, but by God. When we allow God to work through us and we seek him daily, our provisions are not are met even more than we know. Verse thirty-four has been a verse that I've referred to in my own life a few times. To worry about tomorrow can bring about, about bring on many problems that may never happen, mostly in my mind. But that, but then we can take it too far as well, and that we never plan for tomorrow at all, or pay any attention to what it may bring. Well, if we look at James chapter four, and verses thirteen to fifteen. says there from chapter four, James chapter 4, verse 13. Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Again, because we don't know the future, we could just choose not to make plans at all. Or we've become so focused on our plans that we have that we actually lose sight of God and forget to follow His leading. A few years ago, I got, I got a bit bored of what I was doing. I wanted to achieve more from business. And so I looked at other options of what I could do. I took on a totally new, out-of-the-box-for-me uh, business. It was beekeeping. I thought it was going to be great. My father-in-law was, was in it and he was doing well. It was interesting. It had a bright future, so I thought. <clears throat> so I got into it for three years. And while, while I was still running my current business, it was good for a time, but I realized I needed to go so much bigger than I could manage. And so I got up, I sold out, got, got rid of everything. In that time I, I looked back and I, I questioned whether I'd made the right decision. And it, it had been good. I'd enjoyed it. I'd learned a lot from it. But was it what God really wanted me to be doing? Had I gone off on a tangent from the path that God had set for me. One day I was, I was talking with a friend who I consider to be quite wise. And uh, he's, I posed that question to him, and he wisely answered, it doesn't matter what you're doing, it only matters if you're serving God and what you're doing. God can use you no matter what job you have, as long as you're willing to follow Him and do His will. And Proverbs 16, verse 9, says, In His heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. So what does 2021 have in store for us? Only God knows the answer to that. So are we foolish if we make plans given the fact that we don't know what the future holds? I don't think we are. But if we, could, if we plan to leave God have our plans, then we are foolish. So what can we do? According to studies in America, about 50% of people will make New Year's resolutions. 22% of those will have given up after the first week. will give up after one month, 50% after three months, and after six months, a total of around 60% of those people will have given up on their resolutions. So with the statistics highlighting that most people generally don't follow through on their resolutions, it can seem like there's no point to bother making plans. Now, personally, I'm I'm not one for writing goals down that much. I, I tend to put them aside and not look back on them. And if I do put them out so I can see them, then it's kind of seen as a bit of a mess and doesn't really go down well. So a number of years ago, I tried writing down my goals for the year, and I didn't achieve one of them. In fact, pretty much they all failed miserably. So, you know, I just thought, what's the point? I basically haven't written down any goals since until recently. Why did my goals fail? Well, because they were too vague. I wanted to have a better business. I wanted to get my project car running again. I wanted to blah blah blah. There was there was no actual plan, just vague ideas. If you have, set, if you have you've set or are planning to set goals for this year, here's some tips that I've learned recently. Firstly, obviously, include God, pray and listen. I actually find this one quite hard because the world's so full of distractions, but it's it's we just need to make time to do that. Then you need to make your goals S M A. R-T, smart. Have a specific goal. Make it precise and clear. Make it measurable so that you can track how it's going. Set an achievable goal, one that pushes your boundaries but is doable. Too easy, it won't challenge you. Too hard, and you'll be discouraged and give up. Make sure it's relevant to you. It needs to fit into your bigger picture of what you want to achieve and set a time to it. By putting put in a time or a date to work towards, you'll create a point at which you can check it off while keeping pressure on yourself to get it done by that time. It can also be helpful to get an accountability partner, someone who will check in and see how you're going with your goals to help you keep on track if you need it. Another cool idea that I picked up from someone close to me is to have a word for the year. It's kind of like a theme for your year. A single simple word that encompasses a plan for, for change or growth in your life. Overall, in a specific way. For me last year, I had growth as my word. I had a plan to grow my business, to develop and become more than I had. While I, while I feel I did grow, it was in such a different way than I originally planned. I grew personally in many ways. Made many changes in my life that saw me grow and develop and gained so much more than I thought I could at the end of the year. This year, I'm not sure what my word is yet, but I believe whatever God has in store for me, I know it'll be better than what I could do on my own. So what are your plans for this year? Have you set goals? Are they smart? Or are you going to be one of those 60% that never complete them? Whatever they are, just make sure that you include God in your plans, because without Him, our plans are futile. And just finish up, I want us to remember where our hope is, and in First Peter chapter one, verses three to nine, talks about our hope. <clears throat> so First Peter chapter one, verse three: "Praise be to the God and Father our Lord Jesus Christ. in His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade kept in heaven for you, who through faith is shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials, these have come so that your faith of greater worth than God, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. See, so our hope lies in Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, that you are the Lord Almighty. You alone know the future and what path each of us is on. Help us this year to keep you in our plan our focus first and foremost as we make our plans. Help us to remember where our hope is and life lies. It's in you. Nothing this world brings can overturn your amazing love for us. Thank you for your sacrifice that has set us free. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name. Amen.